So hi, well the Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with Brent from Greyhaven. And we're gonna ask some questions today about their upcoming album, This Bright and Beautiful World. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? Um, I'm very excited about where it's at right now. It's it's kind of funny for us because we've had the record for a while and the rollout's been, you know, obviously we got like a six month rollout for the record. So mm-hmm. um, but every time we drop a single both the singles we've dropped the reaction's been really cool and like my favorite songs off the record are not even singles so i i can't wait for it to come out i'm very excited about it honestly i can't wait for it to come out too so i can talk about it because i was listening mm-hmm. to it today on the way to work absolutely blown away this record is oh, fucking haven't? phenomenal yes yeah yeah fucking record is phenomenal <laughs> i'm mm-hmm. absolutely so blown away such a great album yeah. it's amazing i really appreciate that thank you oh yeah so is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art um it's it's kind of interesting we were talking about what we were going to call it and i uh i had the idea to call it this bright and beautiful world um for a while like it just kind of seemed fitting for the next record to um that just made sense to me i didn't think a whole lot about it i just I, I held on to it for a while. And when it came down to actually talking about it, I mentioned it to the guys and they were all like, really, it all just kind of clicked for everybody at the same time. Like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's definitely what it should be it. Um, and the artwork was kind of a similar thing where we, we talked about vaguely what we wanted to do as a group, which was kind of fun. We haven't really done that before. We're like all four involved in deciding what we're doing but we we ran a bunch of ideas by each other and eventually kind of landed on something in that vein and uh we ran into a lot of hiccups actually getting the cover shot so uh the final cover i'm floored on i i love how it turned out but it was probably the third like iteration of this idea mm-hmm. that we had come up with so um we by the time it was actually finished i don't think we thought too much about what it meant as much as just like here's this idea we really want to get captured and like, we'll know it when we see it. And uh, the, the final picture, we were just like, that's it. Like that is absolutely has to be, has to be the cover. And um, we, we didn't really think too much about like what the imagery meant. I mean, there's a lot of different things we've talked about and people have asked um, and put their own kind of interpretations on it. And like, um, that's kind of exciting to see because I think me and Johnny mm-hmm. and Eric were so fixated on just getting it done that we didn't have time to like really think about the heady nature of it all. Um, so I haven't sat and reflected on it too much. I don't, I almost don't want to ruin it by giving it an explanation. I just kind of like, there's so many different things I see when I look at it. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. That's, I like that a lot. Uh, so can yeah. you tell us a little about your writing process for this album? Um, it was kind of sporadic, honestly. We we moved around a lot, like practice spaces, um, writing this record. So it was it was kind of difficult at first to like really get into a groove. Um, we would write a batch of songs in one place and then move to another place and write a batch of songs there, and uh, that went on for a little bit. And then we finally landed a the, like a warehouse space that we were uh, we were using for a while, and the bulk of the record was written there. Um, but most of the time when we're writing, it's just kind of us for in a room, pitching ideas to each other and trying to like, just truck along and getting the structure kind of down, getting the basic skeleton of the song musically finished. And then 
we'll work on like making things feel a little bit better as they go along. Um, and I'm usually super last minute on, on lyrics, which is, which was kind of uh, stressful this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh no, I was, I was just agreeing. Uh, I was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it kind of, it kind of bit me this time because it was, when I came down to actually finalize the lyrics, it was, it was very stressful. Like I, I had a bunch of stuff written for songs that we didn't end up flushing out in the studio. Uh, and the lyrics weren't like that great anyway. So it was fine that they got nixed, but the final 10 songs we picked for the record, um, when it came time to do vocals, I think I had like two of them written. So I had to do a lot of like, just kind of not second guessing myself on the lyrics a lot. It was like, write a song, go track the song, write a song, go track the song for like two weeks at the end. And uh, there's a, there's a lot that I really appreciate about that now because I didn't have time to second guess my lyrics. Really. I just had to write what felt right. And then me and Will would like hash out what was strong and what wasn't and, and land on the song. And then it was like, all right, we'll move on to the next one. We got two songs to track tomorrow. And, uh, for two weeks, it was pretty chaotic. It was very stressful. I was like in a very like ah, state. Everybody else was having fun recording their parts and I was <laughs> freaking out. Um, but honestly, it makes sense for uh, where I was for the record and like a lot of the things I was feeling and just the overall theme of the record is kind of dark anyway. So feeling that kind of uh, frustration and feeling that kind of anxiety and like being honestly scared that we weren't going to finish it in time. I think, I think that all like worked out for the best. Like I'm very happy with the lyrics looking back at them now, but in the time, like during the weeks we were recording it, I was, I, I was all over the place. And I was like, I don't know if this is good. I don't know if this is bad. I just know that this is like what I'm feeling and this is what's getting written down. So let's go. Um, so in a lot of ways, it's like the most honest batch of songs we've written because I, I didn't sit and think about them. And I didn't try to give them some weird, heady, like uh, interpretation or meaning. It's, it's, it's literally just like cathartic, just writing words down that that represented how I was kind of feeling. Like if the batch of words made sense and I connected to it, I just moved on to the next batch. OK, yeah. Do you um, think you'd do that again for your next batch of songs, whether it's an album or a single? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> no way. Do Learn I want to let myself do that ever again? Um, oh. I liked the uh, the realness of it. I liked having to like let go and have a little less control over it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would probably do my homework and write more, you know, just like flesh out songs more and finish lyrics more on my own time without having the the time crunch but Mm -hmm. um i don't know i mean Greyhaven kind of always finds ourselves in uh, a particular type of uh stress and frustration and like kind of last minuteness and i think that kind of pressure we put on ourselves helps us in some ways but in other ways it's so it's it's so uh much to deal with you know it's a lot of emotion to like be in that constant state of like i have to finish this Mm-hmm. um we have to do this now we have to do this this way and uh there, there's good and bad that comes from it but yeah the next one I've already I already like tried to get ahead of that by like just anytime I feel compelled to write I'm just trying to write as much as I can so I have like I do that almost in in my daily life anyway like if I have an idea or a batch of words or something or something strikes me I'll, I'll write it down I, I do that all the time but this was so uh you know 
concentrated. And so like in like finite, like it had to be done. Like we had to do it. We had two weeks to do it and we had to write and track like two songs a day. So it was, it was just, you know, get in there and do the work. And I really appreciated it now, but I would definitely like to be a little more relaxed on the next one. Fair enough. For sure. Yeah. Just, just a little bit. Like, enjoy it. Yeah. I like recording, but that was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. Yeah. Uh, I- I'm intrigued. Like, how many songs did you guys kind of like whittle down to the 10? Like, how many songs did you kind of write for this project? We, we try to overwrite because we know that we're going to get up there and show Will a lot of these ideas. And he's going to go, that's really cool. And some of them he's going to go, that's fucking stupid like (laughs) that fucking sucks like like there's there's all the the spectrum is absolutely there you know and sometimes when it comes to records you know we'll we like a record to kind of flow and and feel like a piece and feel cohesive and sometimes we'll write um way too many songs that kind of follow a similar structure and there's the one strong one or the two strong ones that we don't really need the other three or four that kind of do the same thing and if I hadn't written lyrics and vocals already, then, you know, let's move on to the stronger musically because I'll be able to bring something to it. But um, in, in both cases, Empty Black and this one, we, we overwrote by a pretty good amount. I think we took 15 to Will with Empty Black. And then I think we took like 16, 17 ideas oh. to him this time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we've ended up with a few B-sides, but... Uh, I didn't finish vocals on the B sides, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, which song on this album took the longest to write, and which one is your personal mm. favorite? Oh, that's interesting. Um, honestly, that's a that's a really good question. There's a the first song that was written was the last song on the record, "Ornaments." That was the one I had the lyrics like most complete. Whenever we got up there, I was pretty much convinced like this is written. This is how I want it to go. We didn't change very much. Um, and I, I didn't change a lot of the lyrics. I just kind of doubled down on a few. It, it needed another verse and stuff like that. But that song was kind of fueling the direction for the record when I fell back on not knowing where I was going to take it. That song I didn't want to touch. So I was like, well, I guess we have to dig into whatever space I was in uh, here. And it kind of informed the rest. But whew, I don't know. It took the longest to write. I think I came mm-hmm. back to uh, a painful, like, I think I came back to action quite a bit because I would write it and hate it and write it and hate it and write it and hate it. And then like, when we finally went to track it, I, I, we had everything except for the chorus. And I was, I told Will, I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what's nothing's feeling right. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, what do you have? And I kind of showed him the basic outline of what what's there. And he was like, that's, that works like do that so i just leaned into it because i was very really second guessing it it's kind of a weird chorus um so that one took a lot that one took a lot of coming back to because i really wasn't sure what to do uh with it it's a weird song it's very strange musically uh and your favorite on the album my favorite's probably uh what did we end up calling it uh yeah i my favorite i think is it's still too loud okay that one is is it's some it's somewhere we've never really gone like to stay that kind of upbeat um for the whole song i mean i know we just did that with foreign anchor that one's kind of like that too but that one seemed a little more like you kind of figure out what to do with it it's so spastic that it was just like lose your mind for the whole song like mm-hmm. 
but um, it's still too loud. It has so many different movements in it that are all still really heavy and still really upbeat. And I had to figure out how to like break all that up. So it didn't sound like a boring after a while. And mm-hmm. I, I really, really love that song. When we play that song, um, cause when we had gotten home from the record, we played the whole record all the way through a lot just to kind of get, get refined on the songs yeah and that that little movement where it's still too loud towards the end of the record that happens is is my favorite thing we've ever played in a room together it's like it's very very fun but uh yeah that that song's probably my favorite i really hope we we pull that one out uh live in the future all right that'd be very cool um so how did the track list for this album come about did you guys write the opener be the opener closer be the closer did you guys shuffle around see what fits what was that process like Oh yeah, we definitely just shuffled, you know, like we went in there and wrote, <laughs> you just got everything down and we started to kind of figure out the pacing and like what kind of felt good because uh, sometimes we would do things that like, oh, maybe this sound is going to lead into this song, we should know those kinds of things. Um, so it kind of showed itself after the like pre-pro, the pre-production process, mm-hmm. uh, kind of started figuring it out, but it wasn't super obvious. Um, we went through a few different track listings when we got the mixes back um, and kind of debated on two different versions, but ultimately this one just felt like very smooth. And it was kind of interesting to go back because, you know, I didn't write the lyrics in a linear fashion. So um, honestly, the whole record as a whole, if you, if you took it from first song to last lyrically, um, moving them around changes the story around a little bit, you know, it kind of changes the feeling around a little bit and uh, wherever it ended up, I was, I was, pretty excited about how the lyrics flowed you know like looking back on them it, it makes sense i do uh i'm pretty happy with that all right very cool. but it, it was kind of just up to chance really just how it felt like what felt best to us makes sense okay makes sense. so could you tell us where your headspace is at while you were creating this record Ooh, <laughs> that's a that's a that's a big conversation i uh I was not doing so great. Like I was really stressed out during this record. And I mean, I think everybody was obviously with the pandemic and everything, because ultimately that's where a lot of the lyrics were finalized, like written is during that like post COVID space. And we'd already been doing that for a few months. So really got to sit with uh, my anxieties and stuff for a while. And, um, just things in my life were going a little bit chaotic at the time. You know, I uh, moved around a few different times. I didn't really have a, like a solid state place to stay. Ended up going back to my mom's finally going on tour and then tour gets canceled because of COVID. And we were supposed to record the record like months before we did. And that got pushed back. So it really just, you know, I was really unsure of like my life in general. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think a lot of people dealt with having to face their like mental health um, during COVID. And I really didn't want to do that. Like I was just pushing that off. I was really trying to avoid it. Yeah. I, uh, I, I just really wanted everything to just be fine. Like everything's fine. I got it. Don't worry about me. Everything's fine. But it wasn't, you know, it, I think it's kind of evident in the record, like that dude's not fine. <laughs> but I mean, again, it kind of works out in, you know, for the best, because by the time the record came out, like to record, I had to look at all that, you know, I wasn't really any running from it, because I was trying to write from a place that wasn't really tackling myself, I was trying to be a little bit more like 
obviously the year we had had prior um, with COVID and all the protests and even in Louisville in our city, was, we were really close to it, you know, and it's just, I, I wanted to write from that place, like in my head, that's where I wanted to write things, but I just felt um, not that those things didn't bother me, but it was like just not an authentic representation of where I was, you know, it was like, that was already, that was taking another toll on me, you know, like mm -hmm. I felt so shitty and then the world was so shitty and I just felt everything was pretty bleak. So um, when we were having to pull those lyrics out, like, I think my, my mind was just like, this is what you have to deal with right now. You know, like this, this is the only thing that feels authentic. This is the only thing you're connecting to. So you just have to open that up. And I didn't really want to, but um, I didn't, I didn't, didn't feel like I had a choice. You know, I just felt like I had to dig in and get that out. And I'm glad I did I feel a lot better having gone Good. through that process, but uh, yeah, it was tough. I mean, it was a really, it was really difficult. I can't, I can't really sugarcoat it. It was like, I didn't want anybody else around me to know like how, bad it had really gotten um but you know what can you do yeah yeah i'm happy to hear I'm, you're doing better now yeah i'm very yeah, proud of on, you for <laughs> i'm very proud of you for being able to you know see what's going what what you want to change and actually be able to you know fix that and you know you're doing better now so that's good very happy it's for tricky, you you know thank you I, I appreciate that a lot but it's tricky i think a lot of people um, don't take the time for themselves to, to really look at it and, and recognize that maybe some of their behaviors feel like they're being self-sufficient when really they're just pushing people away. And mm -hmm. like, that's not something, uh, that's really that healthy, even though it might feel like that. Uh, that was something I dealt with a lot where, uh, obviously a lot of people felt isolated and during COVID because they were literally having to be by themselves, but mm -hmm. I had spent a whole year before that maybe not a whole year, but close to it, like already having gone through that, like I had experienced a, a breakdown of a relationship and then had to move into uh, like the warehouse we wrote the record at. I was living there for a little while. Um, so like it was really, it was just kind of a weird time period because like, you know, friends were only around so much and then COVID happens and couldn't be around. And then it was just very, very, very much physically alone. And then when COVID hit, it doubled down. Uh, so, I, I mean, I just had to kind of, take that and, and reframe it as it's not independence really it's, it's not really that healthy to be by yourself that much mm -hmm. all right uh i appreciate you sharing that with us before we move on i just wanted to say that um so how do you recommend your listeners your fans to check out this album for the first time should they listen to it in the car with friends in the dark with headphones on is it a party album workout album what do you personally recommend uh you know in with our other records, I'd say like go out, like get some beer, hang out with your friends. If you don't drink, that's cool. Do your eat with your friends. <laughs> yeah. Party in your own way. Put the record on. Have fun. You know. And there's a lot of like anti, like you know, the government fucking sucks. All, all those things we all can rally behind. And uh, like the records are a place for that. And it feels a little bit like communal with those records. This one, I don't know. Like <laughs> definitely not a party record. Like there's there's nothing like party themed about this one and there's not a lot of like I kind of like to sneak in a, at least a little bit of inside jokes um for myself in our records and that's not in this like it's just not in that this record so I'd really it'd be really nice if somebody listened to it with full you know the first time just like full attention it's meant to listen front to back you know 
um, you could probably get that experience with friends. I, I love listening to records with friends, but um, I, I would think this one it would be like a, a good by yourself listen for the first time, uh, just to really take it all in. Uh, I was showing someone and we, we listened to it with this like 10 hour loop of like underwater, like creatures scene, like oh. this eight scene underwater creature thing going on. And um, that worked surprisingly well. Actually. <laughs> it was a really nice listen through. All right. <laughs> it's a pretty, pretty interesting visual with the record. I don't know why it worked, but it worked really, really nice. Interesting. It's really cool. I love that. Uh, so this one should be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words, no more, no less. Mm. Mm-hmm. Honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one, that's a big one. Um, urgent is another one I feel like comes to mind. Um, and this is almost uh, a joke, but I mean, I really, it's just, it's sad. It's a fucking sad record, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, I was losing my shit on it. Um, mm-hmm. But that's... That, that we kind of leave all of our records off with like, hey, everything kind of sucks. And then the last song's like, but you'll be all right. Like, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, this one kind of does that too. Um, but yeah, those that's kind of what I would say, I guess. It's just a really quick getting your bad feelings out record. Like it's very just in your face, aggressive, really quick, needed to get out right now record. For sure. Perfect. Uh, so in that same train of thought, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this uh, album to invoke in your listeners? Um, hopefully some comfort, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like there is a lot of comfort in having someone else like, ex- like express that kind of shit. Like, we, no one likes to feel that way, and no one likes to know that someone else feels that way. But when you come across, like, a really good piece of music or, an, like, piece of artwork or a movie or something that, like, perfectly captures that it just makes you feel a little bit better like it just makes you feel like oh someone else kind of gets it and you almost can get excited about the art that's made in that space you know like when I look at people who make really like kind of cryptic art I don't think that person's sad purely based off their art I just like can tell that they're expressing something I think I relate to you know and it's purely my perspective on that but like it makes you feel good like oh that person might have felt bad at one point in time and then they made this incredible piece of artwork out of that feeling like maybe i can make something really great out of feeling like shit too you know okay that makes sense (laughs) and making art makes me feel better so it's kind of a if you get into the cycle it's nice yeah for sure Uh, so for this question i want you to picture you're on tour you're at a gas station for a rest stop you're going in (laughs) what is your snack of choice oh definitely some kind of chip I am a, I'm a sucker for a potato chip. I like Grippos a lot. I like Flamin' Hot Cheetos too much, but I have to try to <laughs> stay away from those because I will, I will just, if I buy one bag, I'll eat one every day on tour. Oh. Like it's, it's literally an addiction. Like yeah. I can't. <laughs> um, and then I usually bring my own water. So I will try to fill my water up because you gotta, gotta stay hydrated out there. For sure. It's uh, easy to not. Yeah. There's a lot of beer around. So mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. fill your water bottle up. All right. Yeah. Stay hydrated. Uh, so if the band <laughs> yes. uh, was a dish, what dish would the band be and why? What'd you say? If the band was a dish, what dish would the band oh. be and why? Interesting. Um, we're kind of divided on this, but I want to say for at least me and Johnny's sake, ramen, like hands down, like, yes. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. 
I don't know if the other two feel as strong. I don't know if Nick and Ethan feel as strongly about that. Sorry, guys, but oh, yes. So Wait, you, you said you're divided on it. Have you guys had this conversation before? We we talk about ramen a lot. Yeah, and, okay. and everyone agrees it's good, but me and Johnny are a little bit more passionate about it than <laughs> say Nick and Ethan. Are. Okay, as you should be. Ramen ramen is delicious. It's perfect. Top tier. Yeah, one hundred percent. Uh, so for the last couple of questions, we're actually going to shift away from music, if that's okay with you. Perfect. Awesome. So we're actually going to go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with the drink? Mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting question. Um, my last meal, I'd probably try to get something that like takes a while, you know, like <laughs> get, or I can eat like a lot of maybe... I'd ask for like the best fried cauliflower I could and like the best buffalo sauce I could and make it a little bit too hot. So it's like, oh, wow, it takes a minute to eat and order <laughs> yeah. like so much of it because they don't ever fill you up. And then uh, maybe pro- like a nice old fashioned. If I've got to go, if I got to go on death row, like give me a nice glass of wine or like an old fashioned or something nice. Make it stiff. Give me my food. Leave me alone. Like Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> uh so if you could live in one fiction world for a week where would you live oh i like this question a lot i could i if i chose to live in this world can i be like a part of their universe because i want to say dragon ball z and i want to be a saiyan really bad yeah go ahead you're there yeah that top tier i guess just sounds like the most fun you're telling me i can fly and go super saiyan like let's go (laughs) perfect that'd be pretty cool that'd be very cool actually yeah yeah I uh, thought so, I was when I was a kid. Genuinely, was like I am. It's not a problem. Like, oh. I can do that. Yeah. Oh, Would you like tell people? Brothers, I was like, yeah, I was like, t- I told my brother, I was like, watch, I can go Super Saiyan. I go ah, and then he'd be like, turn away. As soon as he turned around, I'd be like, I did it. You didn't see. I don't. Like, it was quick. That's adorable. Wait, how old were you? I was probably like six, seven. That's adorable. <laughs> That's adorable. I love that. Oh my god. Uh, so I have the honor of asking the last question. Every single person we've spoken to has actually said that it is the most important question. I like what this. is your favorite color? I really like these kind of greens, like earth tone greens, browns, mm-hmm. any of that kind of stuff. Kind of a boring old man color, but I fucking love it. I just <laughs> fair enough. It's not, it's not an it. old man color. It's a great color. Any kind of dark wood, that kind of thing. I'm sold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm earth tones. Sold on it. Yeah, earth tones are, are superior, close to superior. Yeah. yeah. Um, so as you said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, just the record. I know it's going to be a little bit before it actually drops, but I've promised, I hope that it's worth the wait. Um, it is. <laughs> like we, we have a few more singles before it comes out, but like they're not even my favorite ones. I'm just, I'm so floored for the record to come out. I can't wait for you all to hear it. I can't wait to be able to play these songs live. Like that's, I've been waiting far too long for it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, thank you for now. This has been Brent from uh, gray Haven and we have been the good noise podcast.